podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yo, people, welcome back to episode nine, I've been told, by my thumbnail, of Friendly Carnage. Otherwise, I'll never clue which episode this is, but it's episode nine. So big up Noor with the thumbnail who's reminded us it's episode nine. Welcome back to another Premier League Carnage with an asterisk. And that, that asterisk is the League Cup final, Newcastle versus Man United. We were just talking, we were just talking before we went live that how... Uh, excited Kendall is, of course. Welcome, Kendall. Uh, how are you? Hope you're doing very well. I'm doing very, very, very well. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, obviously, also absolutely bricking it at this point. Um, <laughs> ten times worse tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, really, really excited. Of course, and so you should be because I'll, uh, I segued into introducing you while talk, telling the people what we were talking about because I was telling Eunice that Kendall and Newcastle are having their start of the Roman Abramovich era that was for you. Of course, welcome Eunice as well. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, it, it tends to end very well. So, Kendall, don't worry. You're going to be uh, you're going to be enjoying what's coming. <laughs> Although you've got to do it. Well, that's this is the thing. You have to do it the same way we did it. We won our League Cup final when Roman took over. So you got to win yours this Sunday. And I hope you I do. Don't. There's too much pressure, right? Because I think every single other football fan, aside from Man United fans, went hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You got everyone behind you. Oh, that makes it ten times worse, man. Just let us. Know. <laughs> we're just, please, we're just hoping know. that we're just hoping that force that we can force you over the line, like give you that everyone. urgent effort. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? If that works. Um, and of course, we've got Michael for the enemy side, the dark side. You know what I mean? Michael, you must got, you, I don't know, you guys must feel like the world's against us, all that siege mentality. But really, you know, you can't be feeling like that because you reap what you sow, right? Man United. I mean, yeah, we got, the most, we, got the, we got the villain tag back on us. I love that. I've always loved being a villain. So it's time to get back to that, obviously. And obviously, I wish I had more time to kind of get ready for the match. Obviously, yesterday, Barcelona game. So I wish I had more time to celebrate that. But obviously, got to go right back into war mode against Newcastle on Sunday. Because I know a lot of United fans are confident. I watched Kendall shoot with Cass and never a foul. Cass was very confident. So it's tight. So I know that. But it's going to yeah, be... Cass, Cass, yeah, but Cass, Cass is confidence. To me, yeah, it's just like you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not like that. I'm obviously, I think we'll win, but we'll get more to it. But obviously, gotta take it as a fight, it's it's gonna be a final, so no matter what, of course, of course. And I've got my co host, Bill, out who ain't got time for cup competitions and league cup finals, he's got a league, he's got a league title to race, uh, win, I should say. Uh, awkward, awkward, let me tell you. 
I'm telling you, you know, I predicted 1-1 one, one today in the Fulham. You know, if I was a betting man, man I'd make hella money because I told people 1-1 one, one today and they were like, Fulham's going to smoke. I said, no, 1-1. Mm-hmm. One, one. Tomorrow's going to be awkward and messy for you. I'm just telling you now. I don't know. I'm hearing Madison might be out. So if he's out, you never know. But I expect them to be coming out as that front four that Leicester have got. Um, looks really exciting. Kelechi, that Tete guy, I know, the right wing. He looks like a star already. You know, Where did Madison, they get him from? Where did they Leon. Leon, yeah. But I think he's on loan from Shakhtar somehow. I, yeah. I remember the Leicester fan was telling us. A bit of a weird deal. So, but yeah, I think it'll be a good game. Away from home, it's not going to be easy. But it's one of those games you have to win. Just like the way we did against Villa. That's why I've got that as a on my background to you know pump my blood again. Just to remind us that these games are never easy. It's a Premier League. And I think we've got 15 games left till the end of the season. And each one of them is as big as each other. So, yeah, it's going to be mad. But I'm looking forward as well to that League Cup final. And I'm hoping Newcastle do it, man. Because I see Eddie Howe. Apparently, they put up some picture saying like 67 years since Newcastle have won a trophy or domestic yeah. trophy. They're getting their players psyched up. They're seeing that every day. Is that, no, is that a good that. thing? Well, we'll get into that. He's had that, he's had that up since he actually joined the club, though. So, that's mad. He's had it's like not a recent addition. He's got stuff all around the change rooms, like yeah. uh, stuff like that. So, he's had that since he joined the club. So, yeah, I don't know whether it's like manifestation. You obviously, I know you support as well. You follow Atletico Madrid as well. Yeah, I remember watching the documentary Atletico and they and Simeone was telling the players from early champions, champions, yeah. champions. And every morning when they walked into training, he said, hello, champions, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of mentality is taking them to the final at the very least. And 90 minutes, maybe extra time, you never know. But they've got a chance of winning a trophy. Yeah, when you're talking about it, it's era. nervous. It's weird, it's ill. Don't say extra time. Tomorrow, it could be extra time, man. Tragedy, well, tragedy. Let, let, let me and Eunice tell you from experience. <laughs> League Cup final, right? At the start of the season and at the start of the tournament, you think to yourself, ah, few squad players, everyone gets a game. As soon as it starts getting closer and closer and you reach further and further into the into the latter stages and then suddenly both our coaches start played started playing their strongest teams and then suddenly we're playing Chelsea in the final we're staring at each other like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's Liverpool and Chelsea in the final and I'm telling you now Eunice was you there I wasn't no like like everyone knows me and Chelsea like we don't get on right but yeah and then and then the game goes to extra time and penalties and the tension and the nerves. Oh, mate, I hope, I I'm, hope I'm you don't have to go through that. I know. I'm afraid if it goes to extra time and if it goes to penalties, you won't say me. I'll be having cardiac arrest. I'm, I'm going to need one of them defibs because honestly, I can't handle it. I can't even handle the thought of penalties. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Actually, in a League Cup final, got penalties because I will. I'll. I'll not be, I just can't handle it. I can't handle a league game. God willing, God willing, you you smoke them nice and easy, man. You don't have to go through that. But trust me. And then we had to do it again for the FA Cup. I'm telling you, I lost about 16 kgs over the last two two games, man. I'm telling you. It wasn't easy. But it's a gunner who's obviously an Arsenal fan, I'm assuming. He says, hit that like your mama told you. He means the like button, right? Like button, yeah. I'm just... You know me, man. I'm old school. I'm just trying to keep up, man. I mean, I'm just checking and understand. I don't want to get like in trouble and shit. Smash up the likes <laughs> and subscribe. Ravi says, Ash says, what a panel. Prince says, big up everyone. Um, 
where was that one slandering the Chelsea straight away? Because here we go. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna. We don't need to see that. all that money and Chelsea can't buy a win. Kendall, can you help your boy Eunice out and lend him some money for a win? Listen, Chelsea don't need money. I was gonna Chelsea say, don't definitely need. don't need money. <laughs> Chelsea don't need money, but Eunice, what Chelsea do need is some. Um... We need Eddie Howe at this rate. Well, that's yeah, right. Howe. Okay, well, oh, that's going there already. Okay, go. put, put a best judgment put to bed by Eunice immediately. We're, we're on that cultural <laughs> train as well. I didn't even ask him already, but listen. First of all, on a serious note, we start off with yeah. what do you need? Like, what do you require? And what I mean by, I don't mean essentially tomorrow. We're going to get in tomorrow's game. By the way, guys, I did my utmost best to get a Spurs fan. But Spurs, Spurs fans done a Spursy on me. Bottled you understand? Bottled it. They couldn't take it. They thought, nah. It's history. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in the history. But um, yeah, I'm not even going to mention the guys I tried because, you know what I mean? I don't want you to start bullying them and shit. But Eunice, not only tomorrow's game, we're going to get into tomorrow's game. But yeah. what is it you need? For the remainder of the season, you're you're out of the FA Cup, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Champions League, okay. Fifty-fifty. So second leg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think I'd make you favourites for that. But what do you want to see for the remainder of the few months? Like, what's your personal target? Of course, you don't speak for the rest of the fan base, but you speak for yourself. What's your What are you looking for? The thing is, like, I look at this team, and I've I genuinely have faith in this team as to how far it can actually go, but. It's limited. And I think it's limited just because of the way that things are genuinely being managed. I think the mentality is off. I think we're too calm. Um, and I don't mean that in a sense of... There's many people that construe that as we need to see arms in the air. We need to see some anger. We need to see some, you know, um, <laughs> crazy words coming out of people's mouths. Like, no, that's not, that's not it. But we need to see some sort of mentality, some sort of ruthlessness, some cold ruthlessness, because we're not... We're not seeing that, whether it's on the ball, off the ball, away from games, um, words being said, like across the board, it's just, everything just seems too relaxed. Um, and I just feel like if these players had a proper, proper kick up the backside, despite them, I know as a professional, you motivate yourself. You have to, you know, there's a whole thing at the moment of trying to make everyone happy and mm. try and make sure everyone is is you know composed and everyone's comfortable around each other and it's almost kind of like i'm going to put an arm around you and i'm you're going to put an arm around me and it's all going to be lovey-dovey and that's what's going to help everyone as much as there is an element of that that definitely helps but i just feel like if we had a proper ruthless kick up the backside to a lot of these players in the team this team can be dangerous especially with the ones that we've brought in you're looking at Enzo and Felix and Mudrik that I'm hoping is going to eventually get better when he adapts. Um, alongside some of the younger players we already have in the team, Reese James and Chilwell and, and everyone that we know are normally first-team starters. When you add what we've brought in, this team should be able to do bits. And right now we are so far underperforming that I just I immediately look to the mentality, as I said, on and off the pitch, but on the pitch in terms of that aggressiveness closing down quick enough, being urgent, the intensity, being, you know, is there is there a quick press? Are we getting into challenges? Are we winning first and second balls? Those are basics that you 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 go in with that, even without any tactics beforehand. You just have that as your base, as your foundation. And we don't even have that. So it's that's why I look to mentality. And the Spurs game coming up is 
you can't get more motivated as a Chelsea player and even as a Chelsea fan than Spurs. Just for the history, the rivalry, the I hate to use the word, there's a strong one, but the hate. There's there's a there's a genuine rivalry and respect between you can say Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, Man City now. But with Tottenham, it's, there, there isn't a competitive rivalry because they never compete for anything. That's, let's have it right. But on a on a historical basis, that 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 was kind of a dig. Um, on a historical basis, that's a good um, one. <laughs> original. I'm not going to rebut um, it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of of just Chelsea versus Tottenham, Tottenham versus Chelsea, that's just that's that's one thing that both sets of fans and both sets of teams normally there is no option. You have to win. So we we should really have a response this Sunday. And if we don't, I'm scared. At that point, guys, I'm genuinely worried. Guys, I don't know if you guys lost me for a little while. I did lose you guys. Was I still here in the in the picture? <laughs> you it, were, it, I uh, think, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Do you know why? Because I think there's a very couple of things that I wanted to pick up on and a couple of things I wanted to pick up Kendall's opinion on because I said that there's similarities between... No, no, he's gone now. Oh, he's gone. Now he's gone. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm he, gone again. Isn't it? I'm, I'm going to nope. fix it right. He's back. He's back. I'm back. Now I'm gonna. I'm gonna do the. What's it called? The when you add that booster. Ethanol. Oh, the ethanol. Yeah, yeah, ethanol. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck's sake, man. I need to. <laughs> but they advertise it like it's the best Wi-Fi on the planet, man. I want my money back for this month, man. Anyway, <laughs> Kendall, I'm gonna leave you this question, and I'm gonna fix this ethanol thing, right? You know, I compared your clubs, like in terms of new ownership, money coming in mm. and all that business. Not only that, there's a similarity, but there's a similarity of picking up a young British progressive coach, Eddie Howe, Graham Potter. How do you see your situation compared with Chelsea, the comparisons? Because Eddie Howe, again, didn't manage any big clubs, right? No. But he's done decent jobs everywhere he's gone. In fact, Bournemouth, he's done a fantastic job. Same with Potter. Decent jobs everywhere he's gone. Your, 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 your board put massive faith in him. Everyone thought you're going to go for big name. Who was it? Unai Emery was linked or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you've gone through him. A, you think you made the right choice. And even, even like moving forward, he's your man. You've got full faith in him. Have you got any words of advice for Chelsea fans in that scenario then to stick with Potter? Um, so obviously at the beginning, I was like, it was kind of a a situation where I was, um, underwhelmed a little bit because we'd gone from Unai Emery to Eddie Howe and not to say Eddie Howe was a bad manager or, <laughs> you should be in bed. On, yeah. Excitement. <laughs> this is cup final excitement. This way it does. I'll answer your question in a minute. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, um, I was a little bit not underwhelmed in terms of like the appointment. It was just like, oh, we were going to get Unai Emery. I think Unai Emery's a brilliant manager. And then we went to Eddie Howe, who we could have had three weeks prior um, to everything happening. So that was just a little bit, the timing was a little bit off. Um, however, I maintain, and I will maintain this till the end of time, till my life is over, the most important signing that we've ever made throughout this takeover was Eddie Howe. Point blank, wow. the most important signing. Um, he, the mentality shift has been immense. The just the ambition and the hope that he's instilled in the players and in the fans again. We were look, 
when he took over us, he did the impossible, by the way. No team has ever survived relegation having no wins in their first 14 games. We ended up 11th last season. Um, and I just think the coaching, and the improvement of every single player, not one player has declined in ability, in motivation, in morale, anything across the board. Everyone's just been... And he's the massive part of the reason why we are where we are right now. Um Obviously, the players as well, but the, just the major reason why we are where we are. And um, the thing with Potter is, I think they're both very extremely good coaches and extremely good managers. However, Potter's gone from a team where he's not expected to win anything, he's not expected to do anything except progress season on season. And that progression might be 10th to 9th, that progression might be just you know, get top 10 this season on a limited budget where their scouts are very, very good at getting gems of players from a, for a smaller fee. Like Caicedo, for example, what a yeah. player he is now. He is, his fee is inflated massively. Um, obviously, like some McAllister and people like that who their fees have inflated massively. Um, and I know some of them are obviously under the new manager now, so that's why they're as good as they are. But under Graham Potter as well, we saw it loads, of, loads and loads of times in the likes of Ben White. Um He's now got to a club where he is expected to, and this is no fault of Chelsea fans at all, it's because it's what they're used to, to get some sort of instant success. And unfortunately at the moment, that instant success looks like it needs to be a win. It, just a win. Three points would be great for instant success. But unfortunately, they're not in a position to compete for any cups this season at the, at the moment. Um, Champions League, yes, fair enough. Um, how, but in the Premier League. So it's like... He's gone from one extreme to the other because now he's got as much money as he wants at his, at his disposal. Like Dal Felix a year ago would not have been a Graham Potter player. No matter what, even if they said to him that you can have Dal Felix for 10, 10 million euros, he would not have done it because he's just not that sort of player for Graham Potter. However, now he's got things at his disposal and people in his staff now that obviously he hasn't chosen who want to make these specific signings and they make making specific signings for Chelsea. I just think the step up was that extreme. But then you could argue, where could you have gone after Brighton? You would have to have an extreme step up to like a, a battle and club, you know. I, I just, I don't know what is needs to change. Obviously, if Eunice doesn't even know what, needs, everything needs to change. Well, I was going to say, well, Eunice... You're in a bit well, of a... Do you know what? Going back to what, hard place, really. Do you know, do you know what? Because I, 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 I wanted to speak about the comparisons because they're quite similar in terms of in terms of new ownership, money coming in, hiring a young progressive coach, Newcastle, Eddie Howe, you guys have cho chosen Graham Potter, new ownership as well. Um, and Eunice, you spoke about you want to see some aggressiveness, not necessarily like, you know, but some drivers. You want to see something different. You want to see a passion in the players that you don't think... <laughs> You've seen everything that Kendo has said about um, Eddie Howe instilling in Newcastle players. You've yeah. not seen any sign of that. Potter said something in his press conference, and I wanted to pick your brains about some of his comments today. Don't know, Bilal, if you found him. If you haven't, no problem. I, Potter said something, because I don't want to paraphrase. Eunice, are you aware of the comments he's made? Uh, yes. So, so, so he said... So, so he said... Um, he spoke about sort of uh where's that for, where's the bit i'm looking for so yeah at the top here i think potter's told reports of, uh, when asked about his current situation he said speaking to a few of the experienced experienced guys they said it was the worst pre-season they've had so obviously under thomas tuchel so uh, that said, is a direct dig at thomas tuchel <laughs> or did you not or did you not read it like that am i being too sensationalist 
Um, no, the, the thing is, um, I think many people interpreted it as that exactly, as in it's a direct dig. Mm-hmm. When you look at the press conference and you see what it, the context that he was using it in, it was him trying to find reasons as to why we're not playing well this season. Okay. And he brought up basically every single possible reason I think mm-hmm. that exists. And one of them was, oh, by the way, the preseason, as some of the senior players had told me, was the worst they've ever had. And he said for for various reasons. He said, I wasn't there, obviously, but for... And one journalist put it to him and said, um, what are those reasons? And you could see him hesitate, like he wanted to say and go... Um, well, organisationally, it just wasn't good, right? And I wasn't. Do you there. wish you would just come out and say, "Look, like things"? Like, do you wish you would just be honest, like, and say things? But, 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 but what is well. honest? What is the reason? He has no idea. If if the owners, I think there's way too many reasons to. This yeah. is obviously me with my outside hat on. Obviously, Eunice will know far more about the the internal politics. And the situation behind the ownership change, the players, the coaching, the management. But to me, it seems like your whole club has been a shambles since the sanctions. So from that period up till now, there's been way too much upheaval to pin it on Graham Potter. That's just my opinion. The thing is, um, with from the sanction up until preseason was a clear indicator. When we lost 4-0 to Arsenal... You just knew something. Something's wrong. It wasn't right. Right. Yeah. Something's wrong. Um, and when you look back now, and there was a clip that surfaced today in terms of um, when we were getting ready for the new season at the first game at the Bridge, and you could see Tuchel shaking the hands of one of the co-owners, Bedadek Bali, and just completely ignores Todd Bowley. No. Yeah, you could see, and and we we well we know now for weeks that Tuchel and Bowley had some sort of disagreement or whatever it was but it just it looks deep it doesn't look like one of those normal little disagreements it looks deep so what the hell went down but anyway that's definitely got nothing to do with Graham Potter however bringing up that as a as a reason for why we're in the slump that we're in now Mm -hmm. I would accept if we had just been losing from the get-go right one example would be isn't it like it's too it, long. It, I don't well, know why you even well, said yeah, it. It's, it's been this. What well, the thing is, if you go back to the 15 16 season when we we'd won the league and then we finished well, we went into 16th, didn't we? In that season, that was under Mourinho. That whole issue with the doctor happened at the very, very beginning. That whole row with Mourinho and the club doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's from that point onwards, you could just see performances were just plummeting to the, to the depths of hell. With Graham Potter coming in, even after that preseason, we were in a bit of good form. We won, a, we won a few games. We beat AC Milan. I think we had a run, if I'm not mistaken, of about seven or eight games where we hadn't lost. We went yes. unbeaten for about eight or nine, if I'm not mistaken. That was when Graham Potter walked in. So was preseason not an issue then? Do you know what I mean? And that was closer to yeah. the time. All of a sudden now, we're bringing up preseason as a possible reason. That's, mm-hmm. that's why, yes, I agree, preseason was horrific, but... Um, for the form that we're seeing now, nah, and especially after you're seeing players come back from injury, which was a key reason, absolutely, it's an acceptable excuse. Um, prior to the transfer window, we didn't have anyone new coming in. Now we now we do. That's no longer an excuse. So you'd expect things to start progressing, and then you lose to Southampton in the way that you do, and it's 
It's like, what on earth is going on? Mm. So Graham Potter's um, press conference today was was a weird one. Um, it was, didn't see, it, wasn't it? It was weird. I mean, just come he, back he, from the crisis meeting. <laughs> I mean, all of that little yeah, stuff. He started yeah. off with that, That's and I'm like, funny, I found it hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. I thought that was great, but hmm. you got to back it up if you're saying things like that. Now, you imagine you say that and then you lose to Spurs on Sunday. But so it's like, don't put yourself in a position that you won't be able to to, to handle. Mm-hmm. One thing is where he started talking about. Um, his family life, his mental health. And I'm like, bloody hell. Okay, cool. I understand. I understand. And then he turned to the media and said, well, you're not really that bothered about that. As in the media don't care about managers' mental health, which fair enough, right? I get that. But if you're at Brighton, that's a comment you could possibly make. If you're at Chelsea or top club, Newcastle are are in that bracket now, I feel they'll, they'll definitely get in there. Uh, you can't be you can't be making that. Can you imagine a Mourinho or a Conte or even a Tuchel or someone coming and going? Oh, by the way, my mental health because of you guys. Yeah. Like, no, they would have flipped it on the media and try and probably protect their team. So, yeah. uh, it's that's why I go back to mentality. I think Graham Potter is a good coach. I think he's a great guy. Even as an individual, you hear that in terms of relationships, he's he's fantastic. He's great. I'm not debating that at all. He seems like a genuine guy, um, and at a certain level a great coach like we saw at Brighton. But the top clubs are the top clubs and there's a pressure that you just, I don't think can, you can't relate to unless you're there. It's, it's an you elite know the problem pressure. I have with, with the whole thing about situation? Just quickly, the, the long-term tag that's been attached to the whole situation yes. because you've got to make, as Graham Potter, you've got to do something in the short term, in the immediate term, that makes your job look worthwhile sustainable and at this current time it is not the owners attaching the long-term tag to the whole situation is just it's pushing the fans away because they they can't see anything worthwhile long term with sticking with Graham Potter at the moment so that's what I think I think that's what Chelsea fans are saying give us something to work with give Give us us something to give us something to be enthused about Bilal will know what I'm talking about um one of our valued contributors Noor is not in the building today he suggested, and he, he he likes to get into the psychology of things. And he suggested, he goes, look at, he thinks Graham Potter, he said something about Graham Potter never dressed like this while he was at Brighton. Never had this hairstyle, never looked this sharp. Why is it, yeah, yeah. Why is he nonstop? Why is he not being himself? He goes, this is a sign of insecurity. He goes, this is, he, he was going into all that stuff. Do you remember, Bill, like, we had a laugh yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. But, but it's it's kind of making some. If I'm listening to Eunice as well, if we're listening to his press conferences, it's mm-hmm. kind of giving weight to to Noel's argument yeah. or case. Do you get what he was saying? Yeah, honestly, because at the time when he's saying, I'm like, come on, man, you can't be getting on. onto him for getting yeah. a haircut and wearing. Do you remember, nice do you remember Brighton, though, and he was like, he got booed at, at, like yeah. full time once, yeah. and he came out after his press conference after like the post match interview, and he was like, like. Why would you boo me? Look at what I've done. <laughs> yeah, he told, them yeah. he told them you're just frightened. Why are you guys get, getting on to me? But you can yeah. see what Zerbi's doing. He's actually getting wins when Potter, for a lot of the times, we're getting draws. And you know what? I think what he's suffering from at Chelsea is just imposter syndrome, probably. That's what he's suffering from. Maybe he feels like he just shouldn't be there. Because even the preseason thing's a bit odd for me because I'm pretty sure when Potter came in, he had about two weeks without a game. And surely at that point, you're thinking, okay, he's going to get the players together, get them 
to gel, blah, blah, blah. But every week that's passing by, there's nothing that we can really see and hold on to that this is what's actually happening. And at this point, if I was a Chelsea fan, I understand them. You know, at the beginning, we we're talking about project long term. But the problem is when you go and sign all of these players for this sort of money, you have all of these big names, you need to make it work and you need to make it work quickly. Because if you don't, it's just going to cause problem after problem. And for me right now, I don't know where he goes from here, but he has to beat Tottenham. That's all I know. Because if he doesn't get this win against yeah. Tottenham, this is a kind of result that you can't come back from. It's one of those... I, see, I, games I, I, dis- I disagree. I'm targeting... I don't think this is the game that decides or should decide this future. I think it's the Leeds one, Eunice. I think if you fail to beat Leeds, then I even me, and I'm his supporter, I'm not going to lie. Michael, looking from outside, completely outside, no real vested interest, right, from you, like Man United, you're, you're calm. Obviously, you've appointed a new manager. You've seen instant, uh, what's the word, direction, instant uh, way of playing, an identity, that's the one. Yeah. From what you knew of Potter and the situation he finds himself in Chelsea, it's completely different. Or is it completely different, actually, guys, from what he found at United? United had a whole host of, of course, not that many players, but a whole host of egos, whole he hope of, you know, a lot of money spent. Is there any similarity? Again, an up-and-coming coach in Ten Hag, who's apparently very young as well. What was the star I read the other day that he's... He's younger than another manager, and I can't believe it. Ten Hag, yeah, Ten no, Hag's older than Pep. Nah, he's older than Pep. He's an oh, old man. He? So, okay, yeah, but he's young in the game. But he's an old man. He's young in the game, but yeah, he's young in the game. Would what, what what would you do if you was a Chelsea fan like right now? How would you feel? Because I sense, and I'm going to get to you, and I'm going to ask the million dollar question. But would you have a bit more patience, or would you think, oh, it's nice. There's nothing to look forward to. It's tough because you know, I actually rated Grand Potter like in October of last year when Ole got fired. I had Ten Hag and Potter as my one two. And oh. I think, but I learned after like in a while, obviously, I think the thing that Potter lacks is presence. Like, presence. you know, when you manage a big club as a manager, when you go into that pressure, you need to have that aura. Like Jose Mourinho, 2004, he came in with that aura. Thomas Tuchel had a presence in a sense, obviously, tactically. Eric Ten Hag for me, he had that presence in the sense that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer never had. Like he came in, he was direct. While Raf Ragnick, on the other hand, was like too direct. He 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 just went kamikaze on everyone in his press conferences. But Ten Hag was direct. He shut down uh, journalists that were like that Gary Carterwell guy from Sky Sports tried to like follow him and everything. He said, "No, no, no, you're not even coming to Carrington no more. You're banned from the like the scene." I think with Potter, he just doesn't have that. And funnily enough, I said it from like a month in. I said Potter's not lasting the season. I don't think he'll last the whole season. I said he's giving me the Ooh. David Moyes vibes, the Andres Villas Boas vibes, that like he's just not ready for that club. I think Spurs would have been the jump for him that he should have made, but obviously he made that jump at Chelsea, and he's just a guy. He's a great tactician, like he has ideas, but I just don't think, especially Chelsea, because Chelsea are impatient. Like their fans are impatient because they're used to instant success. They sack managers and they win UCLs. That's the that's the thing they've grown, they've gotten used to. Like they sacked uh, Lampard, took a one to UCL. They sacked. Uh, was it Villas Boys and Di Matteo won? Di Matteo won. So they're used to that. And Grand Potter, yes, he started well, but then they've won like two games in their last 20. And no club is that acceptable, especially at a club as a man to at Chelsea. So I think with Grand Potter, he's gonna he's gonna face the Moyes situation that he just couldn't unite the locker room together because Moyes couldn't unite the locker room. He tried to go it his way, and then the legends at the club, like Rio and everything, disagree with him. And he's gonna get the short end of the sickest top bully from America. But you guys talked about the long term in American sports. 
long-term projects are a very common thing because you have like a draft and everything. Yeah. So you, you can dream of that. Football is not like that. It's especially at the big, big clubs. It's instant success, or at least you have to like show something. And Grand Potter just not showing anything because like you just talked about it. That team just like Ten Hog. You know the game I realized that Liverpool game, that first one, we went to war in that game. We weren't that good on the ball, but we you saw the way Lissandro Martinez the first second of that game he clattered Mo Salah. No one at Chelsea is really doing that. Body of Sheila, maybe Tiago Silva, like the forwards and everything. This is a team that if you if you're not gonna be that good on the ball, you gotta be physical. At least show something. Just not as you said. Eunice, um, um, you know, as I said, I know you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have to chip in a bit. I need to get you to a. Oh, it's all right for time, actually. No, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Okay, so oh, wicked, yeah. amazing. Thank you. It's so, so, so look, okay, then I'm gonna get into the hard question first before we get into the tomorrow's game, then, because I know you sound very, very disgruntled, and I get it, and and you've explained your side of the situation. But if Todd Bowley walked in, and as he said, um. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to make this club different, work differently, structure differently. I'm not going to be gung ho, even though he fucking went gung ho like <laughs> no one's ever seen before, right? He said something else, done something else. Now he said, "I'm not going to sack Potter. We're backing Potter until the end of the season." Do you think he will sack Potter if things don't go right? And the next, for example, you get knocked out of the Champions League, you lose tomorrow. We're going to get into it right now. I think personally, it's the Leeds game. I know football doesn't work like that. It's not based on one game. But I think I think Spurs is Spurs. You could lose a derby. Obviously, it depends on how you lose it, if you lose it. If you get smashed, yeah. like then yeah, serious issues. But derbies can derbies can go either way. I think it's the Leeds game. But what's your opinion and what's your take on the Potter in or Potter out? Unfortunately, because it has come to Potter in, Potter out amongst your family. Yeah. Yeah, no, it has. I mean, the, the Chelsea fan base at the moment is in civil war. I bro, mean, we've got. Bro, trust me. That's, you'll never walk alone. You'll never walk alone. Trust me. <laughs> Man, we're, <laughs> we're talking about there's gunshots on stream. There's there's threats to have fights outside Thai restaurants. There's there's all sorts. So, um, look, when it, when it comes to the debate, I think that the, the change in momentum was the Southampton game because I, I, mm, I would right. say bef- before that, it was quite. 50-50, um, or I would say more people willing to be patient. Uh, the way that we lost to Southampton in the manner that we did is what I think done it for a lot of people, including people that before kickoff were going, no, no, we have to be, I'd say, let's give some time. They saw that and went, no, 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 we ain't giving time. Like, that, that, that was ridiculous. So that was a shift. Now, personally, would I have... Would I have take an action immediately after the Southampton game, my own opinion, yes. But the way that I see it, there seems to be an angle in the media to those that are connected with Chelsea that Potter's going to get all the time in the world. Right? Nothing's going to change. And I don't genuinely know if that's true or if that's just PR or if that's an angle from the ownership to just make it seem like... To see the reaction... You know, you're going to get time. Let's just see how this goes if we were to go down that angle to make it look like everything's calm. Because I genuinely think there is the Tottenham game, which means a lot. And I've already said this. There is the Leeds game. I agree with you um, in mentioning the Leeds game, because when you look back to the caliber of teams that are in that relegation zone, we just lost our bottom of the league manager, Southampton. It's playing on my head. Leeds just got Javi Garcia. 
And we know how physical they can be. And that's one thing where we seem to lack at the moment is just that physicality and being able to cover every single ground of the pitch and do it well. Um, Leeds put up a good performance in the in the first game as well. They beat us so in the, uh, the first game of the season. So there's that. And then there's Dortmund. Now, Dortmund is the one game where we have a trophy on the line. It's our last chance. So you'd think that if that were to not go well and we're out of that, well, that's the result, isn't it? Everything's gone. Some people are saying take action before because then we have something to fight for in the Dortmund game. You might actually get something out of the players in terms of a bounce and get into the quarterfinal, which is what Chelsea have done before. But personally, I think there's those three games. I think there's Spurs, depending how well or how bad that yeah. goes. I think, it, yeah, if it goes really bad, then there's got to be something, surely. But if it goes all right, then cool. There's Leeds. And then there's the Dortmund game second leg. If we get a reaction in those three games, cool. He probably does get until the end of the season at minimum. If there isn't, then I think there's going to be serious conversations and probably probably some action. But we know Todd Bowley wants to go the long the long haul. We, everyone wants a, a long, you know, vision, a project. Let's not take drastic action. But I feel like even from a business perspective, if you're forced to take a decision if things get so bad you're not just going to stand back and just watch it all crumble so i don't know it's too it's too much at stake there's too much money yeah. at stake there's too much thing very quickly before we get into the game tomorrow we haven't got a spurs fan but we've got omar who's my friend who's going to pretend to be a spurs fan because that's what they deserve right now so omar's going to give us it's, it's not a hard thing to do mate just exactly pretend you've never seen a trophy in your life well, you'll be well, fine. No, oh, he hasn't. Well, well no that's why i got him in He's never what? seen a trophy in his life anyway. As like, as, you know, he thinks he's a six-time footballer, seven-time footballer. He just breaks his ankles and he's broke up for about months and months. That's all he does. But very quickly, one by one, very quickly, does Potter see out the season, Bilal? Very quickly. I don't want an explanation. Yes, yes, on. yes. Michael. Chelsea will keep him. No. Holmes? Hell yeah. Kendall? <laughs> no. <clears throat> wow. Eunice? Ultimate answer. Does he see out the season? The board, not your opinion. The board. The board. Oh, I want to lean towards yes, but I hope there's, there's no a no. Way. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. Like, there is a way. Can't. This is. This is. I agree. <laughs> Everything's open. They might just keep him. They might just keep him. Give him the summer. Look, I'm not taking the piss here. I'm seriously not taking the piss here. I have seen small, small elements. Of Chelsea getting better. I do. I actually predicted them to get a result tomorrow or uh, Sunday. I don't think they'll get beat. But very quickly, let's get into the game tomorrow because we've got a League Cup final to look forward to as well. Um, these are the predicted lineups tomorrow. Well, the now, Sunday. Sunday. We play on Sunday. Saying, sorry, yeah. I beg your pardon. Tomorrow, uh, Sunday. Um, look, Spurs are not in a great position themselves, Eunice. Let's call a spade a spade. Yes, you're going through a crazy shit patch, but they're not looking great. Their team doesn't look great on paper, especially with the injuries they've got in midfield. So we won't get into the Spurs too much because we haven't got Spurs, but we look at your team. Uh, is this the team you're expecting? Because Badashile was missing, Silva was missing. They both for sure come back in. They are without doubt your two yeah. centre-backs right now, yeah? You've got your Reese James and Ben Chilwell, your absolute best full-backs right now. Yeah. The issue with you guys is midfield and attack. Talk to yep. us. Um. This midfield, if, if I saw that midfield um, on Sunday, I'd be a little bit 
fuming, I would say, because <laughs> I, I, I feel like, and to be fair to Loftus-Cheek, he's not done badly, but to get balance, especially for Enzo and to, to, to alleviate him a little bit, because Enzo at times during the games he's played has looked like he's in jail, mm-hmm. um, just in that six role. Uh, we need a Zachariah next to him to give him that balance and that license to maybe go a little bit more forward with protection there because Zachariah has done really well um, as as a DM um, in in the midfield. So him or at bare minimum Kovacic, but not Loftus Cheek. Um, Mason Mount, oh, what a, what what a debate that. Uh, well, that this, is, uh, this is uh, this is uh, this is. Uh, I, I, I was meant to move on very quickly. Right, you've, you've hit on I'm Mason just Mount, which half, 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 like never in civil war about something. Massive like, divisive no, no, Mount is about ongoing, me. win or lose. It's Mason Mount. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got because we as Liverpool fans, me as a Liverpool fan, I should say, I've got vested interest in this chat and this debate about Mason Mount. A you because do, he still hasn't discounted staying or going, so we don't know what we are with uh, Mason Mount. I truly believe if Mason Mount doesn't sign a deal at Liverpool, uh, at Chelsea, he will end up at Liverpool. Yep. So this is it. Will he extend? Will he sign that deal, Eunice? And are you in favour of him signing that deal? Personally, I don't think he will. I think he leaves. And there's, there's not just, it's not just a factor of what does the player want, what does the club want? There is a factor there about homegrown players and the ones that are going to bring in the most value. And we have to sell. We have to in order to comply to with FFP. Grown. Do you have to sell homegrown grown players, Eunice? Yeah, homegrown, and it helps the fact that these are academy players that are all completely 100% profit. We didn't pay for them. Oh. Um, so when you look at Mason Mount, for example, going for however much he'll probably and go you'll for. And you'll have like sell-on clauses in the future and everything attached to it, won't you? Like All sorts, exactly. So um, there's that. And what Mason wants and what the club are willing to give because of their new salary prop, um, policy is the gap's way too large. I feel like it's, there's no way they're going to come to a middle ground. Um, and it sorts Chelsea out to get rid of a player like Mason Mount just for the quota and just for FFP. So um, that's why I don't think he'll sell. But for my own opinion, I wouldn't. I honestly don't mind him being in the Chelsea squad in order to compete and be amongst players that are going to to push him. When you have like Enzo and you have Felix and you have these guys coming in that are going to take the entire midfield to a new level, you have to step up. And I'd love to see a Mason Mount that's being tested more because recent years he's not been tested. Last couple of years, I don't feel like he's been tested enough. Um, so I wouldn't mind him sticking around. But the way that he's playing at the moment, I don't think he'll be a massive loss for Chelsea if he were to go. I could see Mount doing well. My wife at either... I'm back. Oh, sorry, back. Yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. I'm back. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I, th- I, I take him. I've said it on a couple of Chelsea streams that I've been on with Chelsea guys that I rate him very highly, and I know Klopp rates him very highly as well. I'll take him. I must say, I, yeah, think, for... I think he's been, I think he's been coursed in the last, I would say, two seasons. Like he's kind yeah. of been, like you said, he's not been tested enough. He hasn't had anyone kind of battling for his position there much at all. Um, I do think. Three, three, four years ago, I think he was fantastic. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think especially last season and this season, I think he's just kind of had a bit of a. But it's systematic. But it's systematic. But it's systematic of a young player at a, 
uh, unstable club. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not his fault. It's, it's definitely mm. not his fault. He's a victim of his, um, of his surroundings, I guess, at the minute. But, um, yeah, I think... I don't know, mate. I can't yes. even imagine. He's one of them players I can't imagine, like, being anywhere else, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's mm. just, like... Mason Mount, Papa Chelsea. Like, you know? He's not Papa Chelsea, is he? He's a Pompey fan. He's I think I think I can envisage him almost as our uh, resident Liverpool fan. I'm I'm not gonna bait you like that, Spurs fan. As I'm a neutral today, because I'm hosting, would you take him at Liverpool? And what, what kind of price are you looking to pay from Eunice? What kind of price do you think well, he'll be on the market for? Because one year left on his contract, right? Well, here's the thing, yeah. One year left if he doesn't sign, then yeah, one year left. Um I mean, the good thing that comes into this is, you know, the inflation of the market and the way that values have just skyrocketed. So Mason Mount, um, it's hard to it's hard to put a number on because of just one year left on his deal. Um, I'd like to think that there would be an 80, 70, 80 million fee minimum. Wow. Minimum. 70, no, you get 40, 40, 40 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. He, won't, he won't go for more than, he won't go more than 45. You know what number context, to put it into context, to put it into context, Gallagher had a bid from Everton for 45 million. And we, yeah, we, well, we, yeah. we said no because Gallagher didn't want to leave. Yeah, but Eunice, the difference here is I have a feeling you want him to leave. Mount, not you personally. I think the board wants him to leave. I feel like no, the board are more than happy for him to stay if he accepts the salary proposal, mm. which is what he's saying. Are you, no, are you to going to reduce his salary by a lot. Yeah, so um, well, not, not necessarily. Well, yeah, actually, what he's getting at the moment, I think, is eighty-eight thousand a week or something. But um, what the new policy is, like Reese James, for example, signed a five-year deal that was worth just over two hundred k a week. I think it was under Roman, but not these guys. They want to be able to give low salaries. With loads of incentives and loads yeah. of bonuses, loads of you know exactly if you like do the this Liverpool and if you model. do that. Exactly well, exactly, like the Liverpool and model. it's 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 a common American way, if I'm not mistaken, um, in terms of 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 bringing in those sort of contracts. And I agree, to an extent, I agree. I think that's a good thing. If if players are on a base salary and then based on your performance, yeah, like performance you get x yeah. x more. Yeah. Happy I think more contracts should be like that. Hundred well, percent. This is it, this is but, it, guys. Let's get into predictions for tomorrow, uh, Sunday's game, because uh, we're, we're running out of time here. Uh, Bilal, Spurs versus Chelsea. Two one Chelsea. I'm not back in Tottenham. Come on, Chelsea. Yeah, man. Chelsea got to get a win. <laughs> I, I don't trust Tottenham to get a win, even if Chelsea are dying, man. It's one of those ones. Michael. <laughs> Uh, I'm back. I say the same with Bilal. I think two one Chelsea. They they surely can't lose another game in a row. They have to win at some point. Yeah, I'm gonna sound like an echo, but this is actually my prediction. I, I generally think two one Chelsea. Uh, you think they turn I, their season around? Yeah, and Spurs they'll get up for a game against City at home, but they don't tend to do well against the other big teams. And I know Chelsea out of form, but. Come on, like I just feel like Chelsea, they'll they'll just get those couple goals and sort of not kickstart their season, but getting them on a bit of a roll. Eunice is thinking you're saying couple of goals like they score for free, like they have they they, they literally. I'm, think, get... I'm literally thinking that. And like, uh, no. <laughs> who's gonna score? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know what? Chelsea used to be so good at headers, man. When Zuma was there, like I'd, I'd expect at least one header a game, but now. Yeah. Even the headers have gone. It's like, where's it all coming from? But... Two shots on target is massive for Chelsea. It's, it's days, all dependent on exactly. Mudrick as well. If Mudrick as, as, as we say, this is Tottenham. So, you know, 
So the goals will come. The goals will come. I brought in Mudrick last week in my FPL. He came on for like 10 minutes as a sub. So still yeah, I've taken him out this week because I thought Bollocks to Mudrick, he's going to come back and he's going to do something tomorrow. Kendall, what's your prediction for Sunday? Obviously, you will have other things on your mind, but what's your prediction for Chelsea Spurs? I, was, I need Tottenham to lose. I need Chelsea to oh. Tottenham to lose, so top four's back in our reach again. So, um, no, I don't get what the result is. I don't get it's one. I don't get it's the worst game you've ever watched in your life. I just need a Chelsea win. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, I kind of think Tottenham will score just because that's just how they are. But and then, but then I want a Chelsea win, so then it would have to be two one Chelsea. But I don't know if it will be, so I'll say 1-0 Chelsea. Mm. Uh, since Sid, Sid Day sends in a uh, super chat, and Eunice, I guess this is what we were kind of discussing. You all think if Potter doesn't succeed in Chelsea, he's getting another job in a big club. Is there any big club who would keep Potter? Which is kind of what you was trying to suggest. Like, there's, yeah. there's no way we can keep him, right? Like, if this continues, just just yeah. because of the what you're used to in recent times. Well, yeah, unless unless we we do keep him, we keep on this form, and then we just allow ourselves to end up finishing mid table every season, then then happy days, I guess. But (laughs) the whole culture would shift. You won't see us competing for anything, and that's that's just not the way the culture is at Chelsea. So, um, yeah, it 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 has to change. It has to change soon. Anyone got anything to say about Spurs and their play? Because it's mad. It's what they're going through, and they're still fourth. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I do want to say about Spurs, um, the moment that, I mean, and I hope Conte's getting better, but the moment he's been away from the team in terms of the touchline, Spurs look a little bit more invigorated. They look <laughs> they look, they look like they know how to score. They're, they're being a little bit more offensive. I feel like they're not being as, um, like, as, as defensive. David Knight's got COVID and West Ham fans are like, oh, can he just have COVID? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so no, nah, fans can be such bad men. Are you suggesting the pressure of Conte? Possibly. Possibly. Because um, with Stellini, it just seems like they've got a little bit more freedom. Even though the instruction is probably the same. Yeah. But in game, it's like the players know, okay, we've probably got it a little bit loose now. Get on with the game. No pressure. And that probably helps them. Um, uh, Conte's not there tomorrow. So... Yeah, that's why you're shitting it. Yeah, if Conte is not well, if I was him, I'd give Stellini the season because he's he's obviously get, getting a tune out of them players. Conte yeah, wouldn't that could, do that. Yeah, but that's Conte gone then because he's not staying. Oh I mean, yeah, he's got into leave at the end season of the season anyway. He needs to agree a oh. new contract. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, he um, ain't, he, he ain't he ain't agreeing a new deal. Like he won't. First. He definitely won't. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. But Stellini did say that apparently he's in touch with him three times a day. Um, mm. There's constant contact, so it almost feels like he's still there, even though he's not. But that presence during a game where Conte can can really, really, you know, put that pressure on you, um, I feel like it's probably what's helping Tottenham at the moment, despite the mm. instructions being the same. So it's it's the first time in a long time that I'm actually like Kendall. I'm rooting for Chelsea, obviously as a Liverpool fan, um, because obviously we get closer to. Well, obviously we have to do our job first, but it's mad how. Uh, Chelsea people, I'm back in your team. 
you never walk alone. So I used to like Chelsea back in the day. This, this is like a bad like sign now for Chelsea 10, fans. Yeah, top 10 yeah. Fans. yeah no, I'm changing my prediction now. <laughs> <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. Grid back All of a Chelsea. sudden, everyone wants us to win. We appreciate the support. Thanks, guys. Oh, no, it's only one week. of how far you've fallen. <laughs> like, nobody's, seen, nobody's seen you as a threat anymore this season. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a good <laughs> thing. But I would, yeah, I'd always back Chelsea though. But well, that's me, obviously. I'd always back Chelsea over Tottenham, regardless of where these guys are in the league. Um, Unless we're neck and neck going last day title race, but yeah. <laughs> Likewise, let's, yeah. Let's yeah. get let's get into uh, uh, the League Cup final before my Wi-Fi completely dies. If it does, Bill out, Omar take over. If you can, let's 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 try get into the League Cup final. As I said, me and Eunice battled it out last season. Uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool. Despite everyone cussing the League Cup, it was two big teams in the final. Again, two huge clubs in the final. Manchester United, Newcastle. Of course, uh, from a Man United point of view, Michael, this could be a mad, crazy season that no one in... And he's got... What Chris was saying was, um, are United winning the quadruple? I think that's where... Uh, don't do that. Well, no, 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 Yeah, no, but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is no one could envisage this season. Just like no one could envisage the Chelsea drop-off, the Liverpool drop-off, the Arsenal resurgence. You guys, yeah, all right, doing well, doing well. But what is this season planning out to be for you guys? And obviously, it could be a special season because this past week we all it was like kind of like three finals. The Leicester game kind of get kept, help us keep up track in the league. We got that the Barcelona game. I know a lot of people on Twitter said it was just Barcelona, uh, just a Europa League. But that night, that game just felt special. The crowd, like they shut the music off ten minutes before and everything, and we got past that. And now we have the League Cup final, potentially our first trophy in six years. I've, I've been starving for a trophy, but I promise you, if we win that cup final, I don't care if it's a Carabao Cup. I will treat it like it's a World Cup. I've been that starving <laughs> for trophies. I know we're big Man United, but I'm starving. But obviously, it could be a special season. Um, we're not gonna do a quadruple. There's no, there's no chance of that happening, obviously. But it could be a, if we win that first trophy. I mean, Grizz, you know, just that winning that first trophy, like under a new manager, just gives you that special that feeling it helps you kick on for the rest of your season like you won the Carabao last year obviously you didn't get the quadruple done but it gave you that feeling that you could get it done and that's what it could be like we need to win our first trophy and I've always been on the mindset if you get that trophy the team bondness that you could create because these players while yes you have winners in Casemiro, Varane, even Lissandro but they've never won together they've, they haven't won together and just creating that bond with each other will be a special feeling and that's why I'm nervous for it but We'll see what happens. Obviously, Marcus Rashford limping is not in the greatest things, but he could also They're be saying it's mind games. It could be mind games. It could be. Yeah, I know he's playing because obviously I've seen Marcus Rashford play with a broken back before, so he's going to be out for that final, but I'm going more long-term, but uh, we just need to win this game. It's a must-win because we need to... We can, this is our best chance at a trophy this season because it's in that final, obviously. Obviously, we have other cups to play for. We're, we're the only team in Europe that's in like four competitions, but this is the one that we must win to start because if you win that first one, then it gives us more confidence for Europa League because obviously now me and Bilal were the two favorites now. It's us two. That's it. We knocked out the big one in Barcelona and they're focused on Premier League. So we're kind of the favorites because we're the one that has the most to gain from that competition. FA Cup, it's just Man City. That's the only team I fear in FA Cup. I'm not scared of Spurs in a cup competition. Never in my life will I ever be scared of Spurs. Like, if it was Spurs in the cup final, I'd be more I'd be more confident. But Newcastle, that team scares me a little bit because you guys are dogs in there. So it'll be a tough what? game. 
what are what's in the, yeah, what's the midfield situation for Newcastle? Joe Linton, Willock, are they fit or? Yeah, everyone, they... every single person's fit uh, except obviously Nicholas Pope, who I'm like yeah. at the moment. Like, why did he do that? Oh my god, honestly, I'm starting to think about the weekend. It's driving me insane. I can't. I've been in such a bad mood since Saturday. I'm not even. <laughs> it's just so peak but you know what Laura's Carrier's redemption story man We and we're filming our own nothing do- documentary this season so like we're going to end up with nothing like every other season every other all how can your biggest moment in years and you've got Carrier's in go how has this happened it actually it's actually oh, a story that the, written, the redemption like the redemption the script. story like would be unbelievable though I'm not liking the script I'm not liking the script here I'm not liking the script here man I can safely tell you, Kendall, I'm sorry to break your heart. <laughs> Already. <laughs> it's it's the defining it's the defining moment for me when Pope got sent off and then I found out he's gonna miss the final and then Dubravka is cup tied. And yeah. then you're gonna have Laureus carries my heart dropped, not as much as yours, not sank obviously because you killed, but I thought, my God, poor Newcastle. This guy. He's not, there's no, don't listen to Omar. There's going to be no redemption and celebrate. There's nothing. This guy is one of the most awfully mentally weak goalkeepers anyone's ever likely to see. That's why you should see. It's the mentality. That's that Real Madrid game coming back. The memories. The real Real Madrid game doesn't bother me too much just because, look, whatever. It is what it is. Debrav Cross will send his his team out of the Euros because he chucked a ball in his own net. Remember that. Anyways, um, so it doesn't bother me too much the Real Madrid game. It's it's the mentality thing because you've been on the fringes of a squad who've done fantastically. They've even recalled their goalkeeper who they sent to the team that they're playing in the final. It was meant to be a season-long loan. They recalled him in January instead of making new number two. And I'm starting to think, oh, God, like, this is terrible. Our third-choice goalkeeper went out on loan in January, so now we're stuck with Lawrence Carries. But to be fair to him, it's not his ability that I'm questioning. It's just like, this is this either now in his mind, it either makes or breaks his, com- his whole career. Because if you have a redemption story of a lifetime, great, you might then but have this a is career. Kendall, if but you this flop, you're finished. You like There's no finish. coming back. There's no coming back. <laughs> yeah, but he's <laughs> already finished. He's already, he's already been No, finished. Kendall's right. No, this no, could no, revive him. This he doesn't need to do anything else if he wins this game. In football. Kendall is right. This could revive him. It's not, And this is it. There's so much pressure on him now. He can't yeah. catch a break. He can't win a catch a ball, really. He never might catch a break. Like, <laughs> sure, like, like, this guy, this Bruno, guy, I'm shot. telling you, I'm telling you, Man United, if Michael, you guys are pissed off with Bruno already shooting too much and being greedy. Or, nah, he's a shoot on sight. Shoot on this sight. is shoot on sight. Oliver. I don't know. Just I do what so- you guys did at the weekend. Trent, obviously, look at you, Trent, but Trent Longbow and Salah, off you go, two goals. If you do that, then we are finished. We are our card deal. All I ask, right, is if if it is going to go that way, right? Just I don't want to be embarrassing. I don't want to be like four nil in a cup final. Just like, but, <laughs> do you know what but, I mean? But the positive is probably before his injury. I don't know what you guys think. One of the best midfielders of the season so far in Bruno Gamarish is absolutely, back. Absolutely, Bilal, that's he's, massive. He's that's huge for Newcastle, right? 100%. One of my favourite midfielders. Like, I was burning twice, actually. Edu Gaspar, your crimes will never be forgotten. Twice, <laughs> he failed to sign him. Once from Brazil, once from Leon, And obviously now he's in Newcastle, and now we can see what he's doing. 
So, you know what it is? Newcastle's whole team is looking good. It's literally just Carrius, right? So, if they can somehow protect him in a way, play good, yeah, Matt, you the, never the know. The defence makes me more like, okay, I feel fine. Because, obviously, we've got the best defensive record in the league at the moment. I would, actually, I don't know if we still do, because obviously we conceded two at the weekend, but I still think we probably, probably do. Um, I feel okay about it. I feel less worried than I would if defensively we weren't great as yeah, well. Exactly. So, I feel okay about that. Um, but yeah, just nervous. I do think we can win. It's not like I don't like think we can't, and it's like a, m- a million miles away. It's just totally new territory for me, and I don't like know how to approach it. Like, yeah, I yeah, know. no, I know exactly what you mean. I, I, I'd rather just be like pessimistic and think oh, we're not going to win anyway, and then I won't be disappointed if we don't. But, but then if I, we do, and then I'll be like elated rather than going in and thinking. It's one of those like, games yeah, where <laughs> it's one of those games where years gone by you would have been underdogs, massive underdogs. But yeah. with your resurgence and obviously Man United's decline in recent years, but then yeah. obviously coming back, it makes it you don't know where to stand. But before I come to Michael with the Man United angle, um, Eunice, I was going to ask you something, but I've, I've totally forgotten now what I was going to say. Ah, I think a lot of like these mid-season finals are about momentum and timing. So, for example, Bill, do you remember I was saying you guys are so unfortunate with your timing of playing Everton? Sean Dyke's mm. new manager, you know, 12 o'clock kickoff. Yeah, we've seen all kinds of things like this. I think the momentum is so with United and the new... For example, if this game was played about a month ago, I'd say many... Some would make Newcastle favourites or equally. But the momentum shift, Newcastle have drawn quite a few, picked mm. up injuries... Man United are just on an absolute massive momentum spin. Do you think the timing's a bit off for Newcastle, and you just or can they halt this momentum, or do you think maybe that it's been on their mind, and that's why they've been dropping points in the Premier League because you've got about four draws or something out the last five or something, Kendall, right? Yeah, which is not great, right, and not the greatest of opposition apart from us, of course. Uh, But Eunice, the momentum timing, I think, is working against Newcastle. It is, but there's a circumstance that can happen on the match day itself that might go in Newcastle's favour. Mm. So in terms of momentum leading up into the game, Man United look unbelievable right now. And it's like Rashford can't be stopped. Everyone's blending. Everyone's looking looking at home. Ten Hag's got a hold in his team tactically. His subs, everything is spot on. But Newcastle, look, I can, I can reference it back to... When Chelsea Liverpool two thousand and five, right, and it mm. was, it was Mourinho telling the players on the day itself, which came out afterwards, and we'd heard what happened. But he t- he turned to these lads on the day itself and asked each and every one of them, which one of you have experience of winning something in your lives, or let alone play a final, and there wasn't one. It was like so. Today is going to be the day where you have to seize that, and you're going to get a taste of what winning is about. You're going to taste a bit of winning. This is going to be, and this is where I think the League Cup final, winning the League Cup can set you up for the rest of the Premier League season because that's the momentum that can take. You get a taste of what winning a trophy is like and Mm. you might get more hungry. And I think this is Newcastle's time now with the money that they've got and the resources and that elevation. And you can see that progress. They are coming onto the big boys table now. And just like then it was for us, I feel like this could be Newcastle's moment. So on the match day itself, despite Man United being in the form of their lives, within 90 minutes, if Newcastle will give everything just for the sake that 
these players haven't been in this situation before and they have to seize the opportunity because like Eddie Howe's printed it across uh, Newcastle um, and the training ground, 67 years without a domestic trophy. These guys have the possibility to change that. These guys could be cemented in Newcastle history forever. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Just for winning a League Cup. And how would that set the club up going forward in the future? Or at least for the rest of the season, going into next season, with the resources coming, because we know they're going to be coming and they're going to be kicking in. It, it sets the club up brilliantly. Wasn't League but Cup the first... Saw- wasn't the um, league cup? I'm so sorry. Wasn't the league cup your first trophy as well in the Roman and Ramage era? It was, yeah, it was, and that's and, what I'm, set us I'm up. Sure Man City, Man City it was, the and guess who was against? It was against Meg. It was against Meg. That's who Man City. It was the history lesson, my quite. It was the cup, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the the PTS is kicking in already for them. Yeah. Now City, now City, City beat us in the league cup final as well, Holmes. No, but this was 2010-11. Yaya Torre scored again. They beat. They oh, sorry, Pep's first trophy. Stoke in the final. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I think I meant Pep's. Even that may be a yeah. bit of a oh, yeah, fake yeah. news. Yeah. Even that might be a bit um, of fake news. Man City with the money coming in, first trophy, yeah. Um, and this is what I'm saying. You you win that and it it takes you to another level now because you've you felt what winning a trophy is like. And it's like, well, what about the Premier League title? What about you just automatically start thinking bigger? So this is Newcastle's opportunity. Um, however, United are going to be a very, very tough ask to beat. So, Michael, it's going to be interesting. How is your team looking? There's rumours or slight issues, or, or I don't know. I think it's I think it's just mind games about Rashford. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing. He's playing. Uh, there's no that even if he's injured, there's no doubt in my mind that he will take every painkiller known in, in science that he will play in this game. He'll, he'll walk on that because a, because because he is without like he is the he franchise. Is, he, he's, he's 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 on fire right now, right? Uh, Rashford United with Rashford or without Rashford is a total total different thing you know I think Newcastle will be you know if, if Rashford was absent then it would balance out things massively I think he's the difference maker in this game such a big pitch as well massive pitch will they be able to would Trippier who's always inclined to go look forward look forward be able to keep up with him in transition. This is this is where the battle is going to be won, right? Or do you see any other areas that you're targeting looking? I mean, that's obviously the big one. Like Mark Rashford, Chippery. Chippery's one, been one of the best right backs in the league this season. Rashford's been one of the best players in Europe this season. So it'll be a big matchup. But the thing, the confidence I'm going with in this game is, like, obviously, while Newcastle players haven't won anything, a lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of our players haven't won anything either or in a lo- very long time. Like, Marcus Rashford's won a trophy in seven years. But I have, even though they haven't won the trophies with us, I have five-time UCL winner, and I have a four-time UCL winner and a World Cup winner. So I'm going to hope that that winning mentality, that they're, like, I need Casemiro and Varane to lead the team talk on Sunday. No one else should be talking. I need them guys because they're the ones that have won everything there is to be won. They've made the massive, huge difference. We can can have a laugh and joke about everything else, but you can see the difference that these winners have made. Even yesterday, Varane, with the calmness on that pitch and just that, that, that winning block, Casemiro, that block after they had kicked the ball right to Barcelona. Just those guys, like I think someone else said it on another stream earlier, like, bro. I I trust those guys to go into against any team in Europe. I have that trident, Licha, Varane, and Casemiro. I'm confident we can win against any team. But obviously, Casemiro has a big task because Bruno Grimaris, other than Newcastle fans, there is not a bigger fan of Bruno Grimaris other than me. I, last season, January, I tweeted every day at May United, sign Bruno Grimaris. Obviously, didn't get done. But I <laughs> tweeted every single every single day. I tweeted, yo, please damn, sign him, please damn. sign him. But no one listened to me. So who's your but, next target? Who are you who are you who are you atting Man United to sign next? Have you started to start another campaign? 
No, every time I start one, it doesn't work. I, I tried Enzo and Malagusto, <laughs> and then Chelsea sold them for me. So I'm, 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 I'm going to just stop tweeting because it only goes to rival players. So next <laughs> next thing I know, I tweet at, I, I tweet at Osman, and Chelsea are going to buy him too. So there's not even there's not even a point anymore. Ohms being, Ohms, being the eternal optimist and always favoring the underdog, I have a feeling you've got a plan in your head how Newcastle can win this game. Yeah, so you're, you're absolutely right, mate. I know, um, I know you, innit? I know you. Yeah, Um, I, I look at this... Um. Look, you're right about the momentum. You're right that, like, when we won the final last year, I don't think we lost a game until the Champions League final. Like, it's it's such a boost. It makes you believe you can, like, win big games and, like, get over the line. And, yeah, United, first of all, I want to say, I feel like this is a game that's going to have a moment for one or two players. Like, there's a lot of players that could really leave their mark on the on on the on the game and on the season you look at someone like um Rashford um you look at Casemiro coming in and saying all right I'm going to drag this united team over the line then you look at uh, Newcastle you've got you've got someone like Almiron who who's been sort of criticized wow. his whole career and then he sort of stepped up um uh, uh Bruno basically laying down laying it down and saying, yeah, I'm one of the best in the league. And you've got the carrier story, right? We, we can talk about that, whatever. But for Newcastle, I think they've got... They've, they, I feel like they, this means more to them because of, like, the 67 years. And, like, this is, like, the final that they've sort of built themselves up to. So I know you talk about momentum coming into a game. But I actually think in this game... Newcastle, maybe not on the pitch, but in their minds, since they beat, was it Forest or Southampton in the semis? Um, Southampton. Southampton. They've um, they've sort of been looking forward to this game. Like, yeah, league form is league form, and it could be better, but at the end of the day, like, this is a trophy that could sort of kickstart your, your sort of new era of trophies, hopefully. So, I think, like, there's enough motivation on both sides to sort of stifle any sort of um, momentum claims uh, and look I just think Newcastle are just going to leave it all out there and when it comes to a final it comes down to those fine margins like their defence is tough right ignore the fact what what we did last week right yeah even let's with, ignore like, that thanks yeah, everyone <laughs> like, even, even with 10 men we got outplayed so um, look you know me I, I believe in my stories if it goes to penalties I'm backing oh, my boy no. Carius um, I'm backing my boy Carius because what a story. And I'm going to be nervous. I, 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 I want Newcastle to win this game because I don't want United to win it. But that first shot at Carriers... I'm, I'm nervous, you know. I think we're all going to be... I think there's a tinge of... The world's, the world's waiting for this first yeah. shot at Carriers. <laughs> if he, it's gonna, if he, you know it's going to be... You, you know who's going to shoot the first shot? It's going to be Wu Course and Carriers is going to catch it. That's what's going to end yeah. up happening. <laughs> uh, they need to give it to Bruno. No, no. They need to, they need to set it up so it's Bruno who shoots first. 100% they will. 100% it will be set up you know, like how you set up, like when you play American football, you know that. Yeah, you know, we're, we're gonna have to call please, nah, nah, yo, like a yeah, screen or play. something, and Marcus Rashford's got a low one, like a it's knuckleball. Gonna for, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, have to for... be knuckleball because that way Carries could be like, can't see it coming. So it don't need like to be that. no knuckleball. Trust me, in it, we nah, know knuckleball. Carries. No, no, you should and take a shot on target. This isn't. This is another factor. I feel. I feel like. I feel like Newcastle fans will United fans. To be fair, they're 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 good. They'll be good for a final. Come but I feel on, we travel well. Which percent will only have to it's be, gonna be mad from, from both fans. Yeah, it's like most from London, London, London anyway. Do you know what I mean? Most United fans are there already. Exactly. Twenty minute trip. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just mad. <laughs> but but um, 
I hope they do take over Wembley because, like, I remember last season, <clears throat> Reds taking over Wembley, and yeah, it was quite a sight. It was quite a sight. Bilal, what are you saying for this game, man? League Cup yeah. final, Newcastle, Man United, it's four thirty kickoff Sunday. Yeah, so mm. you know what it is. All this talking has just reminded me of Arsenal's experience in the League Cup final, and I remember when we were in a similar trophy drought, like Man United, and we played Birmingham. And oh yeah, <laughs> you all know how that ended. So we were hyped up for that game, thinking, "Yep, yeah, trophy drought ended. Birmingham, easy game, one nil up." And then you know everything is just like Obafemi Martin, Chesney, Kostioni, yeah, like just bumping into each other and doing all sorts of madness, right? And that trophy drought continued for another few years. This, I'm trying to throw that kind of energy to Man United because Ten Hag right now he's scaring me. Like Ten Hag, to be honest, right? He is a Man United manager. He's just got it. He is him. When you talk about managers that have tried to succeed Fergie, none of them have done it. But for me, Ten Hag already, he's proven that he is definitely that guy to, you know, take these guys on for the next few years. But I want to obviously hold them back a little bit. So I'm hoping they get their little De Gea and Lissandro. Oh, that's a Chesney, Costioni little madness there. And, you know, Wilson or... Isaac and all of these players might as well, or even Almiron. I could see Almiron doing doing something jammy in that game and just getting a goal. So yeah, I don't know, but it's just curious, man. Because for me, if Pope was fit and Bruno's back in the team, I would mm. be very confident that maybe Newcastle could do. Because I saw Ten Hag before the game complaining about Newcastle, saying they're boring, um, wasting time. I think and Newcastle played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he said you're annoying. I think Newcastle have played maybe the least amount of minutes. Right in terms of a game, because of the amount of time they spend wasting time, pretty much, and picking up fouls and and slowing the game down. If they can do those sort of things against Man United, frustrate them. You never know. I I feel like something could happen, but obviously, Michael, I'm just throwing that judge. No, I actually with what Tenor, with what Tenok said, like they, I'm like no disrespect. They are annoying to play against, which is probably they should probably take that as a compliment because like it's always great to be the shit house team because you frustrate so many teams. And like we saw what they did against Arsenal, and I saw yesterday once we once we gave away that penalty, our players were rattled, and our players do not do good when they're rattled. Like Bruno starts shooting, he starts fouling, um, so we're gonna need someone to calm it down, which is why Casemiro and Ron are so essential because they're the calm guy, you know, just he's that calmness. Actually, maybe not Casemiro because he'll start grabbing necks like he did against Palace, <laughs> but. Baran mostly. Well, but... He ran away from the from the from yeah, the trouble got, yesterday. He got, yeah. PTSD. No, he got PTSD. He's like, nah, 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 I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> Oh, right, but oh, you no. know what Bruno did to De Jong, right? The way he smashed that ball into him, obviously on it. purpose, right? I love it, yeah. If he does that to a Newcastle player, that he's not going to get away with he's it. That's what I know. You can do that to Frankie, man, but you can't be doing that Actually, to... Actually, your Dan Burns is like... Yeah, Dan Burns is like... Dan Burns is like 6'8". Maybe not. Because Lissandro Martinez is going to see this tall-ass guy in front of him. Yo, I am... Wait, guys. Guys, guys, guys. I've pictured it already. I need to see Lissandro Martinez marking Dan Byrne on a <laughs> We don't need to see that. We don't need to see that. That's like LeBron James. You know, like, yeah. let's, let's, yeah. At the beginning of the season, Dan Byrne and Ryan Fraser, we've got the shortest player. Oh, yeah. The they said if we ever got to a final, they would hold hands <laughs> going out. Going out <laughs> but obviously, Ryan Fraser doesn't play anymore, so he might have to hold hands with Lissandro so Martinez. Many, so many songs. <laughs> good, though, man. He's weirdly good <laughs> in the air. Even Lewandowski was getting snuffed out. Like, easy work. Thursday. Oh, He's easy work. very aggressive. I think he actually is a fowler. Like, you know when you play football and you say, yo, you're a fowler, man. Like, he's actually a fowler. Like, that's mm. what he does. But he gets away with it and he's very, very good at it and he's very good on the ball. Eunice, your prediction for the League Cup final 2023? 
Oh man, um, I want Newcastle to do it. I really do. I can't help but think a narrow Man United two-one win, but normal I want time. Newcastle in normal time. But I want, I want Newcastle to win so bad. Um, did you give so, me a uh, Bill? Did you give me a prediction? I didn't. You, no, not Bill. Uh, I gave you a story. I gave you. Yeah, a story, you just gave me a story and waffled. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know what, man. I'll go one nil Newcastle then. Carrius clean sheet. Lovely. You never know. Carrius yeah. clean sheet. <laughs> you might just get lucky. You might. Just Yo, you won't see me on Monday. Yo, Grizz, I'm Grizz, I'm calling, <laughs> I'm calling sick on Monday from now. I ain't coming in if Carrius clean sheet. Yes. This will be so beautiful. I, Michael, someone has to stop Man United, please, please. Now, nah, surely you're guys. confident, Michael. Your 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 prediction will be confident as well. You, you no, I, I do, I do think must. we win. We we must win. We must win. Obviously, everyone's gonna laugh about us if we don't win. Um, I think to if. We have to win in 90. If it goes to extra time, I promise you, we are not winning if it goes Why? to extra time. No, no, David De Gea gives me PTSD from that. We keep on my I have PTSD in extra time and penalties. I haven't seen any of my teams or country win a penalty shootout since I was like seven years old against <laughs> Chelsea in the UCL final. Every single time, we always lose a penalty shootout or an extra time. I, I can see like... Even carry us across the, like, across the other goal? Like, even if you nah, it doesn't it. matter who it is, bro. I, I, I've seen some like random Czech goalkeepers score, get 13 saves against us. I promise you. We make the best, we make the worst goalkeepers look well. That Omonia keeper, remember against Omonia, that, that one got that Nigerian guy, bro. He made like 15 saves against oh, us. Oh, shit. Oh, bro, yeah. I promise you. Mad. Carriers, whoever, even if it's me against Man United, someone will do some like world class stuff. But nah, I think that we went 2 1. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. I think Newcastle will get a goal. But I'm going to go with this. We have Marcus Rashford. They don't. That's the mentality I'm going. Holmes, your prediction? Um, so I was, I've been talking about stories. For me, one of these stories are happening. Either Rashford makes it 2-1 or Carrius wins the game on pens. So I'm going to go with the latter. Um, <laughs> Don't put me through that. I'm going to say 1-1. One, 1-1, one, 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 it goes to pens. And what I will say, I don't think I've ever seen a game where where a player has whole career has depended on more. Like, if you put it into context, I don't think there's a game where you could define one person's career more than this. Because if he messes Messi, up... Messi World Cup final recently. Just just gone. A little small game. A lot of people define that now. Throws up. Hang on. Oh, he throws up. Sorry, Messi. yeah. No, um, Messi got him. Sorry, yeah. Um, no, but like, me- like, this is like... This guy's... Cr- like, okay, context, right? Messi, World Cup, GOAT, whatever. But context, like... This could push him back into like playing football again. Because honestly, football is fickle. People people see him do sorry, I'm messing up. People people will see him win a penalty shootout and be like, okay, maybe let's give him a chance. And mm-hmm. he might. And he might that that's the confidence he needs because we know it's a confidence thing. So let's go carriers. Okay. Ooh. Kendall, final prediction for you. Go for it. Oh, I feel ill. My belly is honestly turning so But bad. do you know what? Do you know what? If it does go to penalty out, there's no sweeter way as well if you come out on the positive side of it's that. It's true. Well. I'm yeah. telling you, there's no better feeling. It's uh, I can't explain it. I, I don't want to give comparisons and analogies, but yeah. It's In mad. fact, it can be better than I just know. winning it in 90. Yeah. I know. I- you, I'm telling you now, I can't survive that. I can't, I can't survive it. Me, my heart is is just not good. I'm telling you, I'm just about keeping it together. Um, Kendall being A and E as Newcastle win. Yeah, I'm I'm the trophy. Trophy. I'm just missed the whole thing. That'll be just me. That'll be my storyline. Um, but yeah, sixty-seven I, years and I fucking missed it. I know, honestly. <laughs> 
that'll be me. You've seen me crying for other reasons. Um, but yeah, this is my thing. Like we've been struggling to a spa lately, and that's my issue. Um, more less so than carrier. So it's like it's all it's like my tea is me me worry, but um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna back us to it. Obviously, as always, whether I believe it or not is a different story. But um, yeah, two two one Newcastle. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Honestly, I think it's going to be open game. I don't think it's going to be a tight, boring affair. Man United, momentum, Newcastle under Eddie Howe. Yeah, they're going to be a bit counter-attacky. But I think with St. Maxim and Almiron, hopefully Joe Linton's fit because he was had a bit of a hamstring against us, didn't he? Had, like slightly yeah, he's, he's all right. Everyone's it should be fine. Everyone's fine. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, that makes... Because you want to see the, the best players. This is what they've been living for and waiting for. Um, go on, Kendall. People are saying, let's go. For I mean, as I said, they're the, they're the neutral party. A uh, very quick prediction on the Arsenal Leicester won't go into it too much because we've run way over time. Mm. Bilal, Arsenal Leicester, hit me with it, man. I, I'm nervous for you. I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna be very honest. I'm nervous for you. I'm not as nervous as last week, to be honest. Um, yeah, of course. Looking... Yeah, too many subplots yeah. with the villa, Unai yeah. Emery, good evening, early kickoff, all of that. After the loss, I think I think Leicester play in a way that we can exploit, right? The way they play, there's be a lot of I think areas, especially defensively, where I think we can just actually just overrun them. But for for me, the main thing is I really want us to keep a clean sheet against Leicester and actually stop conceding goals because defensively we've been giving away some really bad goals over the last four or five games. So hopefully this is a game we can keep a clean sheet, get like a two 0 win. And just call it a day. 3 p.m. kickoff. I don't think it will be on TV for, for another like no, three matches, not, which is kind of weird. TV. Yeah, it's so we'll just be in these 3 p.m. games and oh, and all of that. But yeah, two it no just shows you. It just shows you the levels of of, of Liverpool. Man, we were on yeah, every yeah. week in the. We, oh, we I don't know. Little... Newcastle on oh, TV every day. Yeah, them. since like December. It's actually yeah. mental. We, and yeah. we don't have one the whole of March neither. We don't have a 3 p.m. kickoff at all. I'm not going to ask you for. I'm not going to ask for your predictions. I'm not going to ask for your predictions, but. Uh, Eunice and Kendall as your guests today. Title race. Eunice, title race. Talk to me. This title race is serious now. We For weeks and weeks and weeks, we were saying, ah, City are coming. City, here we go. Arsenal, here we go. Drop off, drop off, drop off. Talk to me. Eunice, now it's a race. Now we're shitting oh. ourselves. Arsenal actually might fucking win the league. I think they will. I've, I've said, I, but even prior to City dropping points, I was like, if there's any team that's more susceptible to probably dropping points right now, even though on paper it doesn't look like it, it's City, mm. not Arsenal. Um, and Arsenal had that little blip where people started thinking, oh, okay, here, here it is. Here's the annual February Arsenal dip. <laughs> and then they go into free fall. They stopped it. They stopped it. And against Villa, Villa was a result that, any title winning team needs it's, it's that result that you just get and things happen i mean Jorginho hitting from 30 yards out to put it top <laughs> yeah. in, it hits, this is why this is why i'm respecting chelsea recently man. I mean, this five years changed my life there's five years in the chelsea shirt he's not hit a ball like that once <laughs> mad. Uh, so this is this is this is where i look at arsenal and i think especially in the 93rd minute when you start getting wins like that it means luck's on your side. And you do need a bit of luck. You make your own luck, but you do need that bit of luck to win the title. And Arsenal are getting it. So I think they're going to do it. Kendall? Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Really? I've said, yeah, I've said from the beginning, 
Um, I still think it'll be a last day thing. I don't think it'll be done and dusted at all. I think it'll be dragged out to the very end of the season. Um, but everyone's been waiting for an Arsenal flawed, been waiting for an Arsenal test. Obviously, the Everton game, whatever, Sean Dyche is just Sean Dyche. Um, like, barely any manager likes beats Sean Dyche at this point. Um, but yeah, I still think they'll do it. They've just they've carried on the form, and I just think Arteta's got the mentality there. And um, I think they've played some of the best football in the league this season. So, yeah, I think. Um, I think it'll be Arsenal, but I do think it'll be last day situation. Mad. Ahmed says, Grizz want to see Eunice more often on your channel. I want to see Eunice more often on my channel, but he's a very businessman, man. He's a very, very busy man, but I'm going to keep trying. Keep, but I've got his number now, so I'm just going to just <laughs> message him like a mad girlfriend, boyfriend. Um, but, Aww, that's cute. But, uh, but uh, Ohms, we tried to keep the Liverpool chat on here very, very uh, minimum as possible. You have about one minute, 30 seconds. To, to talk about Palace tomorrow away. I'm going, so I'm hoping that you guys can do the post-match call-in. Uh, good luck with that if we lose. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, Crystal Palace away tomorrow. Uh, Crystal Palace away, Cristanbal hype, 7.45, box office, Saturday night. Um, Palace ultras. Palace ultras. The Palace, the Palace, the Palace, all that <laughs> going on. Uh, you know whose time it is. It's Darwin Nunez's time. Uh, I fully expect a brace. I fully expect a brace from Darwin Nunez. Because, um, look, this guy's hot. And um, Palace, they're not... Yeah, Elise is a whole. These guys will come with, with tech because they're ballers. But, look, if we win... Or, on a serious note, if we win tomorrow, um, that will take the pain from Tuesday away. Because Tuesday... Yeah, Tuesday was Liverpool game like that since the last time we played real. So, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um You're back. So yeah, I'm gonna say three one Liverpool. Uh Nunez Brace, Salah goal, and uh Nathaniel Klein consolation goal. <laughs> Nathaniel Klein consolation goal. I always Palace Liverpool, I just think of that free free all the time when I see that. Everyone free. does, everyone does. That's it's that's mad, the... it's the first thing that oh, comes no, to my head. Good there. <laughs> That's why yeah, they call it Cristian Ball. Even... That's why they call it Cristian yeah. Ball. But listen, I'm going to go there. It's going to be very cold, apparently. That's always, always. You're guaranteed it to be cold in South London when we play uh, Christopher. It's always, always, always. So I'm going to have the war hat on. I'm going to be wrapped up nice. I, I can't be bothered to predict Liverpool anymore. I predict unpredictability. That's why I predict with Liverpool, as always the case. Good luck, Kendall. Good luck, Michael. No. Nah, don't, you're you're going to see me. I know you're wishing on my downfall. It's okay. No, not good luck, Michael. Good luck, Eunice. Like, come on, the Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. Yeah, come on, the Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea. That's it. But, uh, and Arsenal, I feel nervous for you tomorrow. That's what I'm going to say. But my right, foxes. That's what I'm saying. Come on, foxes. Who? Arsenal. Yeah, I'm nervous, guys. Whenever Omar losing. says we lose. We, we win. Nah, yo, our Tetra schools Brennan Rogers every single time they match up. It's, it's going to mm. be some mismatch. They were last season, to be honest, Leicester were our easiest match. Not the first game, but the second one was so easy. Like, so I don't know. They've improved a little bit, but we'll see tomorrow. We'll see. Leicester at 3 p.m. is a dangerous team, you know. I remember they beat United think, like 4 0. Yeah. For me, every game is difficult. I just look at every game; it's the same. Like you just okay. This is weird insight now. Leicester at three p.m. is dangerous. Like and they've got their clappers and my my channel's got a rep. Get out of here! All right, guys. This is Premier League carnage. Sorry for that ending about Leicester being dangerous at only three p.m. Like what the fuck about three forty-five and three twenty and three fifty? Yeah, exactly.
guys. It's been wonderful chatting. Thank you, Eunice. Thank you, Kendall. And of course, thank you, the usuals. We out of here. This has been Premier League Carnage Episode 9, according to the thumbnail. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Take care. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.